When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Actually, really fun night. I went to go see Stevie Wonder at the Garden, and Bette Midler was sitting next to me, and um, and she kept on like, get up, dance, what's wrong with you? I was like, okay, like I was like, I was being pressured to dance, stand up and dance the entire Stevie Wonder concert uh, because of Bette Midler. God, I love that woman. Um, anyway. Uh, another woman that I love very much is my mother. Mama Mimi joining us now uh, to wish me a happy birthday on air. Mom, welcome in. We're not going to say how old I am. We're, we're not happy going birthday. to. We're not going to say how old I am today. Okay, we're, we've got our finger on the drop button. No, I'm not going to. But I wanted okay. to say, um, do you remember when fifty of us from Miami went to the wedding in New York? And we were at Penn Station at 4 a.m. in the morning. And the newspaper said that Pat Riley was coming to Miami. You remember? I do. I do. And everybody was cheering. And the, We were the only ones in Penn Station because happy. we were a group of people from Miami cheering with the news that Pat Riley. And, and from what I if, if I remember correctly, Mom, he faxed his resignation. Uh, it, he sent it in a fax. I think that was the headline. And we were all cheering and yelling, and the other people that were there, they were not happy. All the New no, they were, they were not, not happy. happy. We were, nope, they were not and happy. Anyway, um, I'm, sure, I'm sure that this story is leading into the fact that the Heat and the Knicks uh, have a series coming up uh, on, on tomorrow uh, will be fun. What what's you you listen to a lot of sports radio down there in Miami? I know I know you're more of a football gal than a than a than a basketball gal. I know you don't follow a lot of basketball, but what what's the buzz down there right now with Jimmy Butler? He had a phenomenal season against the Bucks. Um, how confident are Heat fans right now that, that they'll win the series? They're they're really confident. They think that they can do it. They really think they can do it. They're all wild up about it. So it, it's going to be a good game tomorrow. It will be and a good I game tomorrow. One, um, I wanted to say one more thing. I want to say one more thing for your mm-hmm. listeners. Do you remember when you were at the Heat game <laughs> and you mm-hmm. came out of the audience and you threw a uh, and, and they needed somebody to throw a basket and you threw a basket mm-hmm. in California? Do you remember that? I do. I do. So, so, so for my, so for my listeners out there, um, there was a period of time that, um, I, I, uh, I lived, it actually was a very fun period of time in my life. I actually, uh, lived in a, in a house with, uh, five Miami heat dancers, um, and, and we lived down on South beach. And so I went to the heat games a lot and this was Alonzo morning, Hardaway, um, this was before Dwayne Wade, this was before Shaquille O'Neal came down. So I was at the Heat Games a lot and they, they were desperate. They needed somebody to come in that 
at that point in time, it was called the American Airlines Arena. And so at the end of the, the first quarter, they, they picked somebody from the crowd to come in and, and, and take certain shots. And depending on where they made the shot, they got a round-trip ticket somewhere. So uh, a few of my teammates, my, my roommates were like, Anita, will you do this? I'm like, yeah, I'll do it anyway. So I made a shot from three-point, and I got a round-trip ticket to San Francisco. Right. So, yes, Mom, that, yeah. So riveting, rivet, riveting story I, there, Mom. I remember riveting. That. <laughs> All right, so really quick, because what? I know you are really big into the NFL, and we've, we've, got, we've got the draft happening right now. You're a huge Miami Dolphins fan. I know you're not thrilled that two is still your quarterback, uh, but their opponent in their division is the Jets, and now Aaron Rodgers is the starting quarterback oh, for the oh. Jets. How do how do how do you feel about that? Are you if you're scared, say you're scared, Mom. Say you're scared. Yep, I'm scared. I'm scared. He's really good. <laughs> He's a good football player, and Tua always right. gets hurt. He always gets hurt. So I don't know, Anita. I don't know. I don't know. Let me ask you: Do you think Do you think Aaron Rodgers being on the Jets now makes them better than the Buffalo Bills? Who Who wins your division? Is oh, it the Buffalo no, Bills, no. or now is it with the no, Jets? I don't think I don't think the Jets have the quality of players around him that the Buffalo Bills have. The other players. So I think uh, Buffalo is still good. I, I think Buffalo is still good. You know, I ordered food. Would you believe it's at the door? Okay, I'll Hold let on. you go. I love no, you. No, I'll, I'll let, birthday. <laughs> okay, all right. Go, go get your grub hub, sweetie. I love you. No, public. I love you, too. I love, I love you, too. Bye. <laughs> get, guys. My mom just hung up on on her hit. She wanted to come on. She wanted to wish me a happy birthday. So, and now she hangs up on us for for her her lunch. Do you blame her though? I feel I don't know. I feel a little I feel a little slighted. I feel I'm not going to lie. I feel a little slighted right now. Over food? She's got to go. Her me. Grubhub has, her Grubhub has arrived. That's some big priorities though, you know. Food <laughs> food over the the birthday hey, girl. Sweet. Hey, sweetie, I want to come on and wish you a happy birthday. Can I come on your show? Sure, Mom. All right. Hey, my food's here. Got to go. Happy birthday. Love you. Bye. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, by the way, uh, while we were talking to Mama Mimi, uh, Carter Warren. Da-na-na, da-na-na. I don't know. What's, what's the... What, what's the... Uh, the pick is in. Do you guys have that sounder? There you go. Look at you guys. The best. Carter Warren was selected by the Jets uh, in the third, fourth round. Sorry, we're in the fourth round. 6'6", 3'11", offensive tackle from Pittsburgh. Warren has, and I'm just reading this from the analysis, the draft analysis on ESPN. Uh, Warren has the quick set and outstanding length to take the edge away from speed rushers. He has quick feet, flashes the ability of it to mirror uh, when his footwork is sound, Warren is not an overpowering run blocker, but he's quick enough to get into position and seal defenders. So, there you have it. All right. So Carter Warren selected in the first round in the first in the fourth round by the Jets. So uh, now they've got they've got a center, 
in Tippin, who they who they drafted, who I I absolutely love, and now uh, traded back with the Patriots and got Warren offensive tackle from Pittsburgh. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. We've got a full bank of calls, so we get back. We'll take your calls. Um, also, Jet, Giants fans, we got Jordan Renan who's going to be joining us uh, at uh, at eleven at at one thirty this afternoon, right here on ninety point seven ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Can run like the wind. He's a tough, tough kid. You'll love that. Uh, he just has to locate the ball down the field at times at the end of the route. Now, he got a little better. I noticed there was some improvement in that area. As all cornerbacks, they all have hiccups. You know that. They're not going to be perfect. But in terms of, of Deontay, he's a great kid. He had a phenomenal year. He had a shoulder injury two years ago. So he's kind of off the radar going into this year a little bit. But, boy, did he have a heck of a season. So uh, he's got the, the physicality. He's got the size. He's got the length. Uh, he's got the talent to be a good player for Wentz Martindale in that giant defense. It's Mel Kuyper. He lives in Baltimore. He's got his finger on the pulse of that uh, Maryland Terrapins team better than most. Uh, the Giants got their guy, Banks, cornerback uh, from Maryland. Uh, keep in mind, we've got uh, Jordan Renan, who's going to be joining us in about 15 minutes. And also Steve Verderosa, former Giants scout, uh, is going to join us at 2 o'clock uh, to do a recap of both the Giants and the Jets. 800 919 Three seven seven six. Let's continue with your calls and uh, and let's go with uh, let's go to Sean in Mount Clare. Sean, welcome in. Hey, hey, Nadia, can you hear me? I can. Hi, welcome in. How's it going? So I, I wanted to talk a little bit about the Jets. I think, look, you know, McDonald wasn't their plan A. He wasn't even their plan B. But I think the better way. Because they tried to trade out. They obviously were. They couldn't get a partner, so they had to just go with their plan C. But I think the better way to think about McDonald, he's really their one for next year, right? So I think Lawson may end up – he may even take Lawson out this year, and they may end up cutting Lawson. I think after next season, Lawson is off the team, and I think they're looking at McDonald as a possible replacement for him. And I think the starting right tackle on this team isn't on the team yet. Or in the draft, I, I you know just saw that they picked up the kid from from Pitt. But I think Carter their Warren, starting right? right tackle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think their starting right tackle 
is on another team is going to get cut, like a veteran who's going to want to play for the Jets. Because the great thing about the Jets right now is they have Aaron Rodgers, who had, who's changed the dynamic and suddenly made the, the Jets a destination. So I think when these when these rosters start getting finalized and folks start getting cut, you get a veteran right tackle willing to take a pay cut, wants to win a title, right, wants to play with Aaron Rodgers, suddenly the Jets are going to have a, a veteran. I don't think they're going to have a rookie at a right tackle. Uh, I, I think they're going to probably sign a veteran right tackle that will push Mitchell back to the backup spot. I think they're going to make Makai Becton fight for the job and take out Dwayne Brown if he can. And if he can't, Dwayne Brown's your left tackle next season. Makai Becton goes back. And then you got Lippman. I think this, his name is Lippman, right? The the Wisconsin kid center. He's going to yeah. probably supplant McGovern. And McGovern becomes your, your backup center and swing guard. And I think this, this line is going to be much stronger next next year than it is now. I think they're going to be fine, actually. Sean, thanks for the phone call. Solid call. Like I said, Steve Verderosa is going to be joining us uh, at the top of the 2 o'clock hour, and that will be a question I will pose to him. Um, you know, does he feel that uh, the Jets have an opportunity to get a starting tackle um, when cuts are made? I think it's a solid question. Um, let's go to Jose in Brooklyn. Jose, welcome. Hey, good good afternoon, Anita, and happy birthday. Thank you. Uh, I just wanted to call in about the New York Jets because I do agree with you because uh, I I'm not uh, I'm not a person that's willing to settle uh, for for an AFC Championship game. I kind of already have three experienced three of those losses already with this team, and I just want you know, and what what was the narrative throughout this whole time was. Aaron Rodgers is the guy that's going to be the guy that's going to beat Mahomes and beat a Josh Allen and beat a Herbert and beat all these other great quarterbacks in the AFC. To now all of a sudden double walk it down and say that, you know, uh, a divisional win and a home, a home game is, is an acceptable feat. I could have done that with Derek Carr and kept Elijah Moore and, and gotten Jones and and Tipman and and and, and been a, been in a better spot. So I, I, I this, this, the trade was for for the Super Bowl, and that's kind of my my view as a Jets fan. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Jose. Especially like, listen, I, I'd feel differently if Aaron was just like, listen, and, and Jose, thanks for the phone call. I'd feel differently if Aaron was just like, yeah, you know what? I know the Jets gave up a lot for me because of that. I'm here. I'm committed to them for the next two years. That's not what we're hearing. Great interview on the Michael K show earlier this week. And he said, uh, if I'm having fun and my body is cooperating at my age, he's going to be 40 in December. Then, uh, you know, who knows how long I'll play. I'll play, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll play another year, but there's a big question mark. And the Jets, in my opinion, gave up a lot, not knowing if Aaron Rodgers is going to be here next year. We can be as optimistic as we want. We just don't know. And so, because of that, all chips in. All chips in. Um, so, for me, uh, this, like, this isn't about feeling, oh, the, the Jets won the AFC East. Ooh, the Jets made it to the, the, the playoffs. No, no, no. Uh-uh. Will not suffice based on what the, the Jets gave up to get him. No way. 
okay, maybe you could talk me into making it to the Super Bowl, representing the East in the Super Bowl. Okay, I'll buy it. Maybe it's not winning the Super Bowl, getting to the Super Bowl. Let's go to Rich in Staten Island. Rich, welcome in. Yeah. Hi, Anita. I, uh, I spoke to you a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and, again, I hate to put uh, the, the, these guys down, but these Jeff fans are unbelievable. I mean, uh, your screener said that they beat the Bills with Mike White at quarterback. I mean, so what? <laughs> you know, uh, teams don't win every game. And anybody who thinks that Aaron Rodgers – uh, the guy's a fine quarterback. He's not as great as he was, but he's still very good. He's not better than Josh Allen. And he's not better than Mahomes. And he's not better than uh, Burrow. He's not. And um, the, the weapons that Josh Allen has, and now with the addition of this kid Kincaid, I'm not a uh, college football fan, so I don't know anything about him, except that people say he's terrific. Uh, and if, by chance, they get DeAndre Hopkins, which has been in the uh, – you know, the rumor mill, I mean, they'd be unstoppable on offense, you know, borrowing, borrowing injury. And one other thing these Jeff fans don't remember is that when Vaughn Miller was playing, the Bills had the best defense in the league, okay? It was a tremendous drop-off. Not bad. I mean, they still had a good defense. But Vaughn Miller was the difference. They got him to get after Mahomes and get after Burrow and all these great quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson, and uh, it worked. Now, hopefully he comes back. And he's healthy as a Bills fan. They did lose Tremaine Edmonds, and that's going to hurt. But uh, please, Jets fans, calm down. And if they do make the playoffs, it is a successful season as far as the fans go. But I agree with you. The Jets gave up a ton, hoping <laughs> that they're going to do it this year. Because that guy, is a, he's a loose cannon. He may just say, I don't feel like playing. And, you know, that's the end of that. So I don't know what I you will, think about it. Rich. Rich, I, I will say this. Um, I can't wait. Those two games, and thanks for the phone call, those two games, the Jets and the Bills, now with Aaron Rodgers and, and whatnot. By the way, um, the schedule is supposed to be released in the next two weeks. So buckle up. Apparently the NFL schedule is going to be released after the draft, possibly this coming week or maybe the week following. So get ready for that and mark your calendars, right? Like... Boy, those two games are going to be off the charts. And now with, here's another thing Jets fans should be excited about now that Aaron Rodgers is here, appointment television. So you know, I would imagine, that at least one of those games, Jets-Bills, is going to be on primetime. Come on. Come on. Uh, let's go to Mitch in East Windsor. Mitch, welcome in. Good afternoon. How's it going, Anita? How you doing? Thanks for Hi. Cool. Welcome yeah. in. I think they should have got another offensive weapon. It's, well, Rodgers leaves to another team, and the team doesn't drive a wide receiver like he's always requested for the last five years. And the Chargers. They draft another wide receiver, and they could have had uh, Kincaid, especially, or the tight end from Notre Dame, Mayer. Meyer. I think it's a bit of a head scratcher. But I like this. No, I, I don't know. I like I, I like. Uh, Mitch, I, I like, and I know you're a Chargers fan. Thanks for the phone call. I, I like the pick for the Chargers getting Quentin Johnston. Um, he is a faster Mike Smith. So now, you know, look, look at look at all the weapons that they do have. In fact, I, I just I want to take a I want to take a look here and see. I haven't taken a look in regard to all the all the players, the Chargers. So uh, they got Quentin Johnston in the first. Um, 
They got a linebacker in the second, another linebacker in the third, and another wide receiver, Darius Davis from TCU. So two, they, they drafted two TCU wide receivers. Interesting. Um, their depth chart. I, I thought that the Chargers were going to go uh, tight end. I thought that they would get Kincaid. Um, they have Gerald Everett. They have Donald Parham. 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 Um, so, but, you know, one, one thing about the Chargers wide receiving core is that they're slow. Uh, with Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, now they add speed. Especially with, with like I said, Quinton Johnston is, is the size of Mike Williams, uh, but now with better speed. Just FYI. We come back. Jordan Renan will join us. We got our update from Rich Samidi in regard to uh, the state of the Jets. Let's find out the state of the Giants. Not just what they did in the draft, but also, I'm curious, what, what, what does Jordan think about Saquon Barkley and, um, you know, will this, will this deal get done? Uh, we'll talk to Jordan next here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. That music only means one thing. It's uh, it's time to talk about the draft. By the way, um, guys, we've got Harvey and Joe producing the show. Uh, my mom jumped on the show. She requested to jump on the show to wish me a happy birthday on the show. And while she was on the show, her Grubhub delivery came. So she just texted me. She said, um, please apologize to your listeners. She ordered two chicken breasts stuffed with feta and spinach for dinner. And it was supposed to come at 2 o'clock. And it came early. Tell her apology accepted, Mama. She wrote life indoors. Seriously. I I will take a screenshot and send this to you. (laughs) So so in in the midst of her wishing me a happy birthday, I gotta go. My food's here. Love you. Have a great day. So that that actually happened earlier. Jordan Renan joins us now. Uh, does a phenomenal job covering the Giants. We're in the midst of a draft. Uh, Jordan, good afternoon. I know you're very busy, so we appreciate your time. How are you? Anita, you got it. No, we got some time here because, uh, you know, Trader Joe over here, the Giants do not pick until very late in the fifth round today on day three. So, you know, there's there's a little break here, a little lull, but good good start so far. Absolutely. All right. So, so let's dive into it because uh, there, there's some bigger picture uh, team topics I want to touch on with you. Um, but the Giants get who they want. Banks. I was I was being told that it was either going to be wide receiver or cornerback. Banks was a quarterback, a corner that they were very high on from Maryland. Yep. Obviously, we saw Wink Martindale has to be you know over the moon with this selection. Your thoughts on Banks and, and the fact that he was still there for the Giants at 25. Yeah, well, they had to trade up to 24 just in case, right? They moved up that one spot. That's right. They were worried That's right. about other teams coming up. The Chiefs in particular were one of them. 
with, apparently with their eyes on Deontay Banks. And from what I understand, by the way, Anita, is and, and I agree, I, I, I thought all along it was going to be cornerback or wide receiver, but if, if it turned out the Giants had the wide receivers and Banks on the board, Banks would have still been that pick then, and if he was gone, they would have been all right landing on one of the wide receivers who, by the way, went four straight picks right in front of them. So uh, Deontay Banks, I mean, look at his athletic profile. He's a physical freak. He's a perfect scheme fit for Wink Martindale, and that's why the Giants targeted him, right? You're talking about a guy who is a 42-inch vertical, which is you know ridiculous for somebody over six feet. That's tremendous. Uh, running in a 4-4 range, and you know, he he is just a, a dynamite athlete, and he's going to be perfect in this for Wink Martindale what he wants to do with his man coverage defense, and you know, bring the pressure from elsewhere. So. Uh, it was it's a pick that makes a ton of sense for them in in the in light of if you think about it they don't have a number one cornerback even now I mean Dory Jackson's not really that in my eyes but so you draft a guy who's a perfect fit in Wings defense plus has the profile to look at and say you know what we could easily see him growing into a number one lockdown cornerback uh, perfect move for this team it seems. Absolutely. Uh, round two, they take John Michael Schmitz, uh, center from Minnesota. Um, everything I'm reading up, I didn't know a lot about him coming in. Everything I'm reading up about him sounds pretty good, like lock and loaded, put him in there at center, believe he's going to start. What yep. are your expectations? What have you heard about him, Jordan? Yeah, I mean, look, there were a lot of fans who wanted John Michael Schmitz in the first round. So you're sitting there at 60, uh, sorry, not 67, uh, at, at pick number uh what were there 57 and john michael smith is still sitting there for them joe Tipman was the first center off the board not smith he goes to the jets ironically so we're gonna i don't think jet fans there's definitely a fact and i got some text that didn't love that they took Tipman over smith now we'll be talking about that i guess uh for their length of their career but i mean smith is just a big strong uh steady wrestler type leverage he plays with you know what you want from a center not like one of these fast, quick centers that's going to be pulling and, and running all over the place. He's actually that's that's the one knock on him is he's he's not the the quickest, fastest guy. But uh, if you want a, a steady center that's going to play with power and just win, like that, that's the scouting report on John Michael Smith. So now the Giants have their center right to work with Daniel Jones. To me, like the big part of this also is it allows them to. I know they were contemplating you know possibly making Ben Bredesen a center. He was their best guard last year, in my opinion, so now we get to swing him back out to guard, compete with Josh Zudu and uh, Mark Lewinsky, and, and it makes your line that much better in general, really at two spots, in my opinion. Um, yeah, listen, I, I like Tipman a lot. I was I was speaking to a lot of scouts, obviously, before uh, the draft, and, uh, and he came up in several, several conversations. So uh, interesting that both the Giants yeah, and on it. it's just about everybody's board as centers. Like everyone I talked to liked yeah. them both and they were one, two, just depended on kind of how you had them to what you wanted. Yeah. So pretty interesting. Probably my favorite pick is, is Jalen Hyatt. I, I, I felt like I, to me, I think Jalen Hyatt at the end of the day, very well could be the second or third best wide receiver in this draft. Um, obviously he plays a lot faster than his four forty speed can stretch the field and and he is going to lighten those boxes for Saquon Barkley. I it's probably my favorite pick getting Hyatt in the third round, Jordan. Anita, just think about this. He had eight catches 
for te- for touchdowns on vertical routes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Guess guess mm-hmm. how many yards they average those eight touchdown catches. Over seventeen. Over fifty. Oh boy. Over fifty yep. yards per touchdown catch for those eight touchdown catches on vertical routes. Fifty point eight yards for per catch. I mean, this guy is a big play waiting to happen. Speed, speed, speed. Obviously, Love the it. Giants did not think he was going to last into the third round. I think most of the league. I mean, everyone I talked to pretty much seemed to think is going to land in the second round, probably in the top half of that round. They're sitting there in the third round at the top half of the round saying, whoa, this guy's still there. And you saw they, they gave up their fourth-round pick, which, by the way, the Rams just used to draft Stetson Bennett, the Georgia quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and they used it to get Jalen Hyatt. So now you have you know a much, much faster, quicker, more explosive group of weapons around Daniel Jones. Because if you think about it, you added Darren Waller at tight end, right? You added Paris Campbell at wide receiver, and now you're adding Jalen Hyatt also at wide receiver. You did resign Darius Slayton, too. And that's actually Darius Slayton. One of his best skills is his ability to get downfield. So Giants last in the NFL last year, 28, just 28 20-plus yard catches. Now you're adding those guys to the mix. You should expect more big plays this season. They're expecting more big plays this season. Jordan Renan joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. So uh, the uh, the Giants, they have four picks remaining right now today. Um, the One in the fifth, one in the sixth, and then two in the seventh. Um, what, what, do, what are you anticipating here? Because obviously now we get into the point where we're talking about depth. Yeah, mostly depth pieces. But the Giants had done a, an extraordinary amount of work on running backs leading up to this draft. Now I thought like the third, fourth, fifth round was the range. For those running backs, now they're at the back end because they had to trade that fourth-round pick. But there's still probably some running backs uh, remaining. I'm uh, standing outside talking to you, so I'm not exactly sure. But, uh, you know, a guy like Chase, Chase Brown uh, from Illinois is a guy that I know that they had done some work on. There. There's a couple more that I put out there this morning. I'm not sure exactly which ones are left. But there's still some good running backs left, running backs that can still be a compliment to Saquon Barkley. He played the most snaps out of any running back last year. You need over 80%. That's not realistic, right? You're going to, if you're going to play your running back 85% of the snaps, there's a good chance your running back's going to get hurt. I mean, running backs get hurt in this league nonstop. So to get that complimentary piece, that possible passing down running back, I think it's something the Giants would like to do, maybe add another tight end as well. So uh, these, are, these are all things I, I think they could add an inside linebacker depth, of course. It's something that, that this team always could use uh, an offensive line as well. But uh, like you said, mostly depth at this point. Um, the, the, the one, like looking at like best available right now is the Pittsburgh running back. And, and I know I'm going to butcher yeah. his name. Um, Abba, Abba Nikanda? Abba Con- yeah, he's, yeah. An, he's an explosive guy. He's, he's almost like in the Saquon mode. There's a Kansas State guy, I believe is Vaughn, who uh, – is more of like that third down back, which I think would be a nice little compliment Deuce. that they want to use. Yes. Deuce Vaughn. Deuce Vaughn, I believe. Yep. And so I think he's 5'5", five, five actually, Anita. But you know, he's one of those. Yeah, 5'5", like, five, five, 179. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who catches the ball real well. And, like, you know, those that's that would be a piece of the Giants offense that they haven't had in a while, right? Uh, I don't think we've ever gotten to the point where Saquon's this dynamic receiver that, you know, we were sort of promised when he first came into the league. Uh, so I, and plus, you got to limit his his snaps. Just 
if you play him 85, 82, 85 percent of the snaps, I the, the odds are it's not gonna it's not gonna end well. Again, Jordan Renan joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Before I let you go, let's look big picture. Um, Daniel Jones, that deal is done. Saquon Barkley, uh, how does this all play out in regard to the tag or agreeing to a deal or when when can the Giants real, realistically expect him to show up either to camp or how, how is this all going to play out, Jordan? Yeah, not anytime soon. I wouldn't expect that. Everything I've heard and everyone I've talked to so far didn't seem to think that that was on the horizon. Uh, the Giants possibly coming back and reopening talks with him. I think post-draft is something that's possible. Maybe they're going to try and get something done with Dexter Lawrence first and then maybe turn to Saquon, uh, right? Because they would like to have him here. And while they don't really want to pay him this exorbitant amount of money, obviously that's why they're in a contract dispute, right? Uh, they do want him. They do want him around, and to not have uh, an unhappy Saquon Barkley is something that they would prefer. So I think there there might be a middle ground out there somewhere moving forward where they can get something done. But uh, they have until July. I don't think it's something that's going to be resolved super quick. And in the meantime, Saquon's only leverage is to you know be unhappy and potentially make their life miserable if he so wants. So. Uh, we'll see where this goes. He's not going anywhere. The Giants, in a perfect world, would love to have him back on the franchise tag because that's the best business deal for them. But uh, they have to balance whether, okay, how important is us for keep, keep Saquon Barkley, the most respected guy in the locker room, the face of the franchise happy, or, and, you know, or is it more worth it to stay strong financially and not pay him, uh, you know, find a middle ground? Because he's not getting what he originally wanted anyway. But there might be a middle ground at this point because he knows, like, what's where, where's he going at this point? He, he's a, he's a, he's stuck getting franchise tag two years in a row right now. That's that's his, that's like his best case scenario at this point. Um, but you do anticipate him to suit up and play for the Giants this season, right? There's no doubt on that. What's his other alternative? Does he have another I... job that's going to pay him ten point one million dollars? Because that's a lot of money to give up as a running back. You saw it happen with Le'Veon Bell, right? I mean, you saw it happen with Le'Veon Bell. It's not a good move to sit out. The Giants didn't draft anyone. They're not. They can't get rid of him, right? They can't afford to take him off this roster. They don't. With their running back depth at the moment, is actually poor. If anything, so yeah, Saquon Barkley is going to suit up and, and play for the Giants this year. It's just a matter of whether it's on the franchise tag, which would not be his preference, or. Uh, they can come to some sort of agreement that works for everybody. Last question for you before I let you go. As, as you know, uh, I host New York Game Day with Matthias Kiwanuka, and this was a conversation that we had, and Matthias felt like if the Giants didn't ante up and, and work out a deal with Saquon Barkley, as you said, he's the leader in that locker room, that it would stale that locker room in regard to Joe Shane and Brian Dable. Do you agree with that or not? Like, that the, it would the fact what? that. That 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 that, that, that folks that that folks that that other players in that locker room would look and see like oh well this is how Joe and and Dable are are handling our fearless leader we wouldn't have won as many games as we did if it wasn't for Saquon Barkley and and this is how you're treating him and you're not working out a deal with him 
do you think that what do you i guess my question to you is what do you think the perception yeah. is in the locker room right now is the perception saquon dude they're offering yeah, you a yeah. good deal think, sign it or or is or is the perception in the locker room like man they're doing him dirty what's the perception right now jordan yeah, so there's two sides to it. I mean, I don't think anyone's really trying to get dig deep into the details of it. There, you know, there's a lot to be made of, like, whether the deal the Giants actually did offer Saquon, like, how good was it? I mean, yeah, we're hearing the numbers, but I'm sure there was a lot of bells and whistles to it. It wasn't the guaranteed money. Well, it wasn't all guaranteed that, you know, $12.5, $13 million a year that we heard. There was a lot of contingencies to it. But like Kiwi said, these things matter in the locker room, how you treat players. But at the same time, and this is why I do think it might matter to some guys, maybe the guys that Saquon's closest to, some of the younger guys that, that do look up to Saquon. But at the same time, if they, they already rewarded Daniel Jones, right? And Dexter Lawrence is going to be next. So they're, it's not like they're not rewarding any of their big guys and leaders. So I think they're walking a very fine line here. But at the moment, I don't think it's a problem with other guys in the locker room. It could be because that's, that's the whole thing. If you have Saquon Barkley around and he's moping around and he's unhappy, that kind of stuff naturally spreads because he's talking to other guys in the locker room. He's passing little comments. Like that's what happens when someone's unhappy, or the you know like the the people you hang out with are usually the people you act like, right? That you you're most similar to. So uh, I do think there is a, a, a significant benefit of them getting this deal done for the locker room because it could be a factor later on. At this point. I don't think it's a problem because we're so early, Anita. But if it's August and we're still talking about this and it's September, I do think it could have a negative effect on the locker room and uh, be something that the Giants have to protect against significantly. By the way, before you let you go, uh, I had the the pleasure of meeting your beautiful and wonderful family um, out there in Westfield. Uh Uh, They're all about the Westfield girls flag football high school team um, who are just kicking butt and taking names. And they had a clinic out there that I attended last weekend and, um, and it was really, really special and it was a ton of fun. So big shout out to the Westfield girls flag football team. Yeah. Kelly Cutler and her family that have been uh, building that program there and girls football. And I see it around me too, Anita. It's growing at a really rapid rate. It's really impressive. And it's just fun to see. So, and and thanks for thank thank you to you for going out and uh, you know you're like a they they look up to you and you're like a a, a, a a role model and an idol for some of these young girls in regards to playing football. So thanks again. Well, they they were fan, they were fantastic and it was a pleasure heading out there. So um and and again you've got a wonderful family out there. So thank you, Jordan. Appreciate you and enjoy the rest of your weekend. Will do. Thanks, Anita. Speak soon. You you got it, Jordan Renan. Uh, joining us here on ninety eight point seven ESPN. Um, yeah, I guess uh, you know the, the Giants hold all the cards when it comes to Saquon Barkley. He, <laughs> where else are you going to go make ten million dollars a year, Saquon? Um, but hopefully they can. You know, listen, no no running back because of the risk of injury wants to play on a one year deal. You just don't. You just don't. Um, ho- hopefully the Giants and, and Saquon could work something out after the draft. We'll see. Um, Rob, Richard, Corey, I see you. You guys want to chime in. Hang tight. We'll get your calls next. Anita Marks with you on the Saturday afternoon here at 90.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.
three months, I was the defense attorney for Will Levis. So, obviously, some of that hate was in the NFL. Not hate, but not as high on was in the NFL. There were a lot of detractors. We heard them. I didn't hear anybody that agreed with me on Will Levis. Dan Orlovsky did a little bit. Outside of that, that everybody was not a Will Levis fan. And, obviously, people in the NFL agreed with him. Now, we'll see. Now, hey, Brett Favre dropped to the second round. I mean, quarterbacks have dropped uh, in the past and have made it big in the NFL. So, to me, we'll see. I, like I said, the Will Levis had the toe. He had a lot of injuries. Uh, the toe may have been a concern for what I hear, but that's not like it's going to push you out of the first round. At least it shouldn't, but it did in the case of Will Levis. It's Mel Kuyper talking about why Will Levis uh, dropped and did not go in the first round. I tell you, guys, nothing worse, right, than sitting in that green room and not getting drafted in the first round. Oh, brutal. Brutal. Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson. Granted, they went in the first round, but a lot further down. Uh, don't forget, Alex Smith went way before Aaron Rodgers. Um, and now Will Levis didn't go into the second round. Tennessee traded up to get him in the second round. But, um, you know, I, I, I think for a multitude of reasons. I know in the last 24 hours, a lot of it had to reports out there, out there is that it had to do with his arrogance. Um, it didn't do well in the interview process. A lot of general managers and coaches were like, um, how about you eat a piece of humble pie, dude? Especially if you're a quarterback, you're a leader of men. Uh, you, you need to ooze um, humility. And apparently he's lacking a lot of that. 800-919-3776. I'll tell you what my lock of the week was. And that's Anthony Richardson going in the top four. In fact, you could wager that he was going uh, in the top four and a half. And at, at that point in time, I want to say I was on Daily Wager Thursday night. I think it was at like plus 160. And because uh, I was just getting wind that there was no way that he was going to get past the Colts. So that was my lock of the week brought to you by Rock Spring Golf Club. That's right. Um, golf fans, check out Rock Spring Golf Club in New Jersey. Lock of the week this week was Anthony Richardson not getting past pick number four. 800-919-3776. Let's get to your calls. Let's go to Rob in Wayne. Rob, welcome in. Happy birthday and many more, Anita. Oh, thank you so much, Rob. Appreciate I, it. I'd like to go over what the guy said about the Bills and the Jets. Let's start out with the fact that the the Jets got Rodgers for like pocket change. They took a draft. Uh, they took a draft pick that they got for Elijah Moore, and they essentially shipped him to Green Bay. They flipped one seventy and two oh seven which is basically a wash because at that level you probably don't expect the guy to make the team. And they gave a second-round pick next year that upgrades to a first. I think if Rodgers plays 65% of the snaps. Now, if he plays 65% of the snaps and they make it deep into the playoffs, that pick is like 25 to 30th. So that's not a very valuable pick. So when you look at it, they essentially traded Elijah Moore and a second-round pick next year that could be converted to a first. Now, let's look at the money. He's making less this year than a Giants quarterback. So, I mean, I think that was an absolute steal. And as far as the Bills and the Jets, the Jets have a much better lineup top to bottom. And it, it, it isn't even uh, only Rodgers. It's getting Lazard. Nicole Hardman, if he can stay healthy, he's one of the most effective uh, well, you can play him anywhere. You can play him as a back. You can play him in an H. You can play him as a wideout. You can put him anywhere. 
And then they got Clark, who they picked up from the Ravens for the defensive backfield. Now, as far as their draft picks, I would have wanted to see them go for a lineman at 15. But allegedly, Will has, like, the best bend coming off the edge of anybody that was in the draft. He's a little undersized at 246. But Johnson really didn't give him that edge rush last year, so they may move him around a little more. But that pick of Tittman is an absolute steal because where they got him, I don't see him necessarily playing center. They re-signed uh, last year's center, and they, move, they may move Tittman out to guard at 6'6", 313 because the guy's got good hands, he's got good feet, and he's a mountain so I don't see where the Jets did poorly, and I will trust anybody that drafted the rookie of the year on offense and defense in the same year. I mean, that's just insane. Listen, uh, listen you know, Rob, you know, you, uh, you you put a good case together, and I appreciate the call, and, and you sound really optimistic. Um, again, if 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 we were hearing from Rodgers that he was definitely committed to two years, I, I I'd feel differently. But because we don't know, I just, I, I just, too many question marks there for me in regard to what the, the, the Jets gave up for him. Um, and, and by moving down from 13 to 15, and, and listen, I agree with you, Tipman uh, was a player that, that I actually, I wagered that he was going to go in the first round. Uh, I was hearing such good things about him from scouts. I thought that he would go in the first round. So a steal in the second, great. But uh, the the Patriots trading up with the Pittsburgh Steelers and and them taking Broderick Jones uh, really really screwed things over. So uh, we'll, we'll we'll see how this this all. But again, love the Tipman. They just got another tackle uh, just a few minutes ago. So uh, we'll see how this all all pans out. Um, there's no denying that this Jets team is 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 stacked. Aaron Rodgers being here. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun season. Do they make the playoffs? Yes. Do they win the division? I think it's going to be tough. I think it's going to come down to the wire between them and uh, and the Bills. I truly believe that. 800-919-3776. Steve Verderosa, former Giant Scout, joins us next. We'll continue with your calls. Matt, um, Steph, Richard, Corey, hang tight. We'll get you guys. 98.7 ESPN.